This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It is The Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. It's time to talk a little laggy football. Let's get out to the Smart Rain special guest line. It's no mystery. Utah is in an extreme drought. That is why Smart Rain is the solution for any commercial property concerned about water consumption while managing irrigation smartly. Find out more at smartrain.net. Joining us now, he is a wide receiver and a returner at Utah State. Gordon, he is tied for the fifth most kick returns for a touchdown in NCAA history. He is all everything preseason this year, American, uh, All-American, All-Mountain West Conference. He's Savon Scarver with us here on The Big Show. Savon, thank you very much for a few minutes. How are you? I'm doing great. I appreciate you guys having me on the show. Hey, it's our it's absolutely our pleasure. Uh talk to us a little bit how camp's going, new coaching staff, how you getting adjusted. Oh man, I love the new coaching staff. You know, co- uh camp is going really good. A lot of hard work being put in. You know, been up here from six AM, nine PM every day. Uh gotta learn a lot of grind. <laughs> but, you know, uh, I feel like everything is messing together pretty well. Um I see people getting one degree better every day. Like Coach A says, uh, that's his slogan, one degree better every day. And I see a lot of that um, out here on this field. And, you know, when that time comes, we'll be ready to go. So, Savon, uh, the Aggies struggled last year. And uh, what, I, I guess, how does that affect one's attitude? Do you get mad? Do you get sad? Do you get angry? Do you get, uh, do you get aggressive? What, what's your mindset and what's your motivation, uh, as you said, for getting better one, one degree every day? Well, you definitely can never forget about what happened last year. Um, for me personally, I, I didn't, and uh, it's been on my mind heavy for the last couple of months. Um, and I'm basically just going to use that. I know everybody else on the team is using that that was here last year um, as motivation, you know, because that wasn't the our best showing of, of who we are, you know. So this season we're definitely going to change around uh, what people think about us and, and our play style and uh, – just the way we uh, perform on the field will be way different from last year. So, you know, like I said, we're going to use that as motivation for sure. So, Savon, I'm, I'm sure you're not a skier because uh, football coaches tend to frown on that sort of thing. But <laughs> but if, if you talk to a, a freestyle skier who skis moguls, they'll talk to you about how they line up their whole run really at the top, that they're going to make this turn and that turn, and they can really see it before they do it. When you're returning a kick – and, and and do you see it? Do you see it all line up before you do it when you're returning that kick for a touchdown? Do you do you see everything happen before it happens? Uh, when the ball's in the air, I take one glance at, like, who's coming down the field. And uh, I usually just trust my guys in front of me, you know, the other ten guys out there on the field with me to get their job done. Because we, we usually do have a, a return set up, but the return – the way it's set up is not always going to go the way it is supposed to go. So, you know, um, I trust those guys, and we all think on the fly. And as soon as I see one hole open, I take it, trust it, and trust that them guys are going to get their job done, and I'll finish it for them. That's why I appreciate all them dudes uh, that are on that unit with me for sure. 
Savon, I have to explain to Jake that moguls don't move. True. The way, That's the way true. They don't. Guys do, right? No, they don't. But you do hear, Savon, <laughs> about that, about how it, some of this stuff, I know you work hard at what you do, but some of it is just natural talent. I mean, do you, do you run to daylight, as they say? What, do you just react? <laughs> uh, do you have eyes in the back of your head? What? Uh, well, specifically, a lot, of, a lot of football is, you know, a lot of reaction. Uh, specifically, what we're talking about with kick return is mostly reaction and how you're going to respond to uh, what comes in front of you. So, you know, it comes from really just taking reps in practice, like I said, and just trusting the guys in front of me. Because you, if you trust the guys in front of you, they'll make that return really easy, and that's what they do every time for me. So, you know, we, talk, we, we all take a lot of pride in uh, being good on teams, and we're definitely going to uh, – Looking to see how long it, uh, we can like hold up and uh, get some more returns this year. What kind of offense do you guys want to be this year? Oh, uh, definitely a fast-paced offense this year uh, with Coach Tucker coming in, um, along with my coach, uh, Coach Cephalo. Uh We've been running and running and running. We love to run. Uh, the whole team loves to run, so you guys are going to see a Utah State team that can fly around to the ball all day. We'll, we can run in our sleep. <laughs> that's the kind of condition we're in right now. And that's all because of uh, Coach Paul Jackson taking the time with us in the off season, um really just giving us amazing workouts and good conditioning workouts. And he has our endurance up very, very up to par right now. And, yeah, we're going to be scary when we come out to play. Savon, doesn't Blake Anderson and the coaches you mentioned, don't they like to spread the field wide open and, and create space like that? Oh, yeah, definitely. They do like uh, a spread offense. That is our base of offense right now. Uh, but, you know, we're going to add in a, a couple more different things, you know. But they definitely do like to spread the field. What is he a disciplinarian, Blake Anderson? What kind of – What's his approach to coaching? Well, for the time that I've known him, uh, I think he's just a real dude. He's not – he doesn't give you 50% any other day. He's always going to be 100% him and real. So uh, I don't really think he's a disciplinarian. He's more about just guys being accountable and and really just doing what they're supposed to do, and you'll be on his good side. But, you know, we got a lot of dudes doing the right things right now. So I haven't really seen him get to a point where he had to be a disciplined kind of person. <laughs> so you've been in Logan for, uh, for a while now, going back to 2017, if I'm not mistaken. What do, you, what do you tell people about Logan and Utah State in your experience when you're asked about it? Oh, man. Yes, I've been here since June 22nd, 2017. Uh, <laughs> I usually tell people that it's really different. Uh, it's more calm, I guess, because, uh, you know, I came from Las Vegas, uh, coming to this small town where everything in Vegas is open 24 hours and everything out here closes around 9 or 10, you know. <laughs> so it was definitely an adjustment. But uh, I think that being up here has humbled me a lot and has made me appreciate, you know, uh, the outdoors and, you know, forming relationships with people. Uh, so I usually tell people just come up here with an open mind and an open heart and 
make something good out of it, you know? Because it's a beautiful place up here. Savon, uh, the defense struggled a bit last year, as we were talking about. But what what what's it going to look like this? You go against those guys every day in practice. What's that looking like? Oh, man, the defense is scary this year. Uh, I love what Coach Bonda is doing with those guys. Um, they all, like I said before, run to the ball. And they, they swarm to the ball like bees, literally, uh, in practice every day. They give us their best foot forward every single day. And we, the offense know we got to come every single day and put our front foot forward, our best foot forward. And, you know, uh, we go back and forth, but the defense is looking really strong. We got a lot of new players, and uh, we needed those players, you know, for the spots that we needed. But um, for the most part, they're looking really scary. And um, it's going to be very, very exciting to see what we do when we get out in the field against Washington State. Savon, I was uh, I was reading a little bit about your new head coach, and it says uh, here it lists his positions when he was playing football, and it says quarterback and wide receiver. Yeah, Coach A, Coach A played back in the day. Yes, sir. He's an <laughs> athlete himself, so you know everything that Coach A tell me, I listen to it because you know he'd been there and done that before. So you know I take all of that in. I love to be coached, so I listen to everything he say. Um, did you ever want to play defense? Me? Yeah. Personally? Uh-huh. I love defense. Uh, I, actually, I used to play corner and safety um, before I even started playing receiver. But I love football. I could play any position and be happy. <laughs> what are you studying in school? Right now, I'm in interdisciplinary sciences and forensic anthropology. Wow. Tell us about the anthropology thing. So basically with forensics, um, have you seen CSI or oh, Dexter yeah, yeah. or uh-huh. uh, the guys that come on the scene and take blood samples and blood spots like that and take it back to the lab and test it? That's the job I want to pursue. Wow. All right. Yes, sir. Yes, Sounds sir. all right to me. <laughs> yeah. Pretty cool. <clears throat> well, Savon, thank you very much for a few minutes. Good luck this year. We really appreciate you coming on. Uh, thank you guys for having me. You guys have a blessed day. You too. Savon Scarver, um, wide receiver for Utah State, but of course uh, uh, maybe the most dynamic returner we've seen around here before. And we've seen a lot of dynamic returners, by the way. There's a, you know, Stevon Smith was pretty good as a returner last I checked when he was at uh, at Utah. Yeah, senior. Excuse me, I don't want him to get mad at me again. He once got mad at me for not putting the senior on there. Mac used to call him Steve One. Really? Yeah. Mac Joke, tells jokingly. A, you know what? Mac tells a really funny story about Steve Smith that uh, he said something like to motivate him in the Senior Bowl when he was coaching. And we'd have to ask Mac about this, but but he pulled Steve aside and said, "You want to you hear what these other coaches are saying about you? Basically, you know, saying they're they're running you down over there. You know, you should go out and prove something. And then he goes out and wins the MVP or whatever, gets drafted. You think he's a Hall of Fame guy? Steve Smith? Yeah. Certainly should uh, receive consideration. Isn't he up? Isn't he uh, eligible coming up here? I, I mean, don't know. I, I maybe. I'd have to look into more of, of what the, the standard would be for receivers in the Hall of Fame. But I would say he was top five at his position for – Oh yeah, five or six years at least, yeah. right? And that may be higher than that. At times, mm-hmm. maybe higher than that. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, he was the best player on a team that went to the Super Bowl. 
I just I, I, guys like uh, Savon. I, I mean, they are just almost poetry in motion. I mean, it's one of those deals like when you're watching. Okay, I'm going to make a really weird analogy. Oh, brace yourselves. But you know how when you are watching the Olympics, you see certain events going on, and you think, I could never do that. How in the world do humans do that? That's what I think when I see wide receivers and return guys who are really gifted, shifty, quick, fast. They can do all those things. It's almost, I mean, it really is like ballet. So, all right, I I had a a discussion with my, my buddy once. We talked about these sort of things. Like, what would be your least desired position to play in mainstream team sports? Okay. Okay. The 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 last position you'd want to play, mm-hmm. and I think it's saying a lot because trust me, I wouldn't want to be a defensive tackle, but punt returner might be it. <laughs> where where your job is to to field a fly ball like you're playing center field in baseball, <laughs> and have the rest of the team and have tackle you. <laughs> eleven maniac elite athletes who want to do nothing more than remove your head from your body. How how do you catch a fly ball? With somebody who's 6'5 and 220 and runs a 4'5'40 who wants nothing more but to tackle you all the way through the stadium. It's like catching a fly ball on the freeway. Yes. That's what it is. Yes. That sounds like a, that sounds like a terrible job. I would, not, I would not want that for a second. The problem is that the, these individuals of which you were describing there, they arrive like a split second after the ball. Well, it's that's not like thing. in most cases, it's not like okay, I catch the ball and now I have five seconds to decide what I'm going to do next. No, you got it. Or oh, but then people say, oh, but you can fair catch it. You mean I have to make that decision whether or not this person is going to kill me, <laughs> or or whether or not I can run it in just a split second of a time? You expect if I were a kick returner, a punt returner, as soon as the ball was snapped. I'd be like, ah, waving my hand. Fair catch. <laughs> Just run yeah, out of bounds. Don't even you, run, everyone. Want, I'm fair catching. You want the verbal want everybody to know. Uh, well, you bring up a good point. How about just first got to catch the ball? Yes, that's hard enough that, as that's it is. That's just killing it of itself. <laughs> yes. And now you got to dodge a... A, a uh, you know a, a seventy eight caddy yeah a missile <laughs> coming right in a at sense. you now now on top of that let's say you do fair catch it that is an incredible amount of trust <laughs> an incredible <laughs> amount of trust in the other team that one they're going to see you fair catch it and two they're not going to say bah screw it I'm tattooing this What's guy fifteen yards yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 right. yeah and that's all I mean the penalty really doesn't match the crime that's what I'm saying how yeah. much trust does that take to be like you guys see the fair catch right you guys got it you got it you got it I'm waving, I'm waving. You're still running. You're still running. And you're supposed to catch the ball while you're doing all this. And they do it on purpose. Yes. And there's another element to this. If, 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 shame on you, you are to fumble. Then you're the GOAT. You're the GOAT of the whole game. And not not a good GOAT. No, not the greatest of all time GOAT. No, like the GOAT GOAT. Like you're you're shunned at practice GOAT. And you can't even catch the freaking football. What's the matter with you? Right. Right. Worst position in sports. Uh, I wouldn't want uh, no part of it. (laughs) 
Make I'm a very solid I'm, argument. I'm trying to think of one that might be worse than that. It's uh, I'm having a hockey a goalie. Maybe. Here. You're, wait, you're, you make a great point about the turnover too, because it's not only a turnover; it's a hellacious turnover. <laughs> Meaning, you gave up zillions of yards, and it's like your team thinks they're getting the ball back. Not so fast. Right? Defense. <laughs> I like, and, it, and they're Back on the sideline, fellas. Yeah. Get your hats. The nope. moron dropped the ball. <laughs> you know, everybody hates you. And yeah, they might come over and tap you on the helmet or on the fanny or something, but they don't mean it. Exactly. They're, they're really saying, "You jerk." Yes. That's what you just did. I think I, I honestly think I'd rather be a hockey goalie. They've got a lot of padding. It they, still hurts, but right. And yeah, but if there's one little part of the human body that's exposed, that's what players are aiming at. And if you do give up a goal in hockey, it's understandable. You go, all the teams are going to score. You fumble a punt return. Oh, Gordon, yeah. Gordon's right. You're off the team. Yeah, we, yeah right. we saw what the U- Utah program did to Joe Williams when he had fumbles as a running back. Right. Let alone he, he, if he, he was re- returning punts. He rebounded from that, didn't he? Yeah, because he was stronger than what they made him out to be. But, but hold on here a second. This makes it even worse. That the closer you are to your own end zone, the greater the pressure. Right. Yeah, it's true. And so what happens when you feel pressure? A lot of human beings, well, they lock up. You know, they don't respond well to that. Do you know? I've told you this. The human body uh, uh, responds differently under pressure. And it's a different pressure when you're on the five-yard line versus if you're on the 50. So let us know. what's What position would you least want to play in team sports? I'd be back there making diamonds as the punt returner, yeah. if you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> And you remember, you remember Britton Covey? I mean, this, you, you know, Sarver, Covey, these guys that actually are returners, they've got to be just of a different breed. You remember Britton when he was a, a just a, a wee little freshman? I mean, he's still not the biggest guy now, but when he was a wee little freshman, his whole goal in camp was to return punts. He said, I'm going to return punts from this team. And it's like, dude. I think we need to underscore your original uh, commentary, and that is the guys on the other side – who are wearing a different colored jersey, Yeah, they want to inflict some degree of damage. And so you're going to get your clock cleaned. They want to remove you from this earth, yeah. Even if you gain a good, you get 10 yards, you're still going to get hit in a manner that's going to hurt. And hurt bad. Yeah, I think you're on to something, Jake. If you can think about another, tweet at us, at Jake Scott's own, at Gordon Monson, at Austin Horton. Can you think of a, not necessarily the hardest per se, but the position that you'd least want to play in all of team sports? Punt returner. Or you could include individual sports if there's some danger involved. <laughs> I don't want to hold the target on the archery range. Yeah, I don't want, I don't want to catch the javelin. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to, I, I don't, look, I don't want to pole vault. You guys want to pole vault? I think that looks fun. No, it does. Yes, not. it does. It totally. Have you ever fun. seen the YouTube compilation of the of the yes. poles snapping uh, and snapping I'm and, sure. and stabbing in places you don't want to get stabbed? Although Jake would think that was really funny, since he always laughs at those. Things. Well, where, oh, like if funny. you get a you get a pole vault like a like a like a projectile through the thigh, that's kind of funny. Or it's a little or, north, or, yeah, a and, and west or east. Now yeah. let me get this straight, Jake. You think it would be fun to run as fast as you possibly can with a giant pole and then bend it off the ground to so you go on a trajectory twenty feet in the air and back down. 
That rather, sounds fun. Rather do that than return puns. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. Probably so. <laughs> I don't know. That doesn't sound very much fun to me. Have I, a big pole launch you into the air? Sure. I oh, wouldn't. Right. Yeah, but it could launch you in the wrong direction. No, you know. I wouldn't much like to be the guy in rugby that has to start the scrum where the, all both teams are on top of you. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're the that one probably with the ball, and you yeah. gotta somehow squirt that soap out to the other guy. Yeah, I don't know. How about ski jumping? That's not a team sport. I know. I said I brought up the individual. Uh, which kind of ski jumping? You know, the big, the big jump. See, you're actually not that far off the ground ever on you're those not? ski jumps. Uh-huh. Hmm. Now the the aerials, <clears throat> where they're launching you 50 feet into the air, that might be a little bit of a different story. But the the distance ski jump, you're you're flying for a long time, but you're actually, we'd have to look up what the average is. You're actually not that far off the ground the whole time. Well, you go further the closer to the earth you are, right? As long as you're going well, fast enough. And in those ski jumps, you see the they earth slope off. The earth disappears yeah. from underneath you. You're still you, spending so. a lot of time in the, in air, the air, but you're never actually that high. <laughs> I off still the am not trying it, Gordon. Yeah, that's a. <laughs> but see, the aerials is different because that launches you. 50 feet into the air straight up, right? You actually are that far off the ground for the air. And if you live through one, guess what? There's another one right behind it. Hmm. I'm still going punt returner, at least with the aerials. (laughs) You know what? At least I have some control, you know? At least I can bail before the jump or something. I don't know. And and if I screw it up, honestly, and get myself killed, I'm not uh, ruining the game for the rest of a team. You know what I mean? Okay, so you being the king of would you rather... Would you rather uh, be put on the field, uh, say, as a Ute, as a punt returner, for one play, and you have to catch the ball, okay? And you can't fair catch it. You have to catch it. Or be a bullfighter. Like as a career or just once? Just once. Do I have to kill the bull? (laughs) I would say it this way. You have to avoid getting killed. Well, I feel like I could, if there was some sort of time limit, I feel like I could avoid getting killed. Just run away. <laughs> yeah, just run around the arena until somebody blew the horn. You know what I mean? I feel like I could do that. That's why I asked, do I have to kill the bull? Because I actually have to kill the bull. <laughs> you have to fight the bull, but you don't have to kill him. No, I can still run away. Well, I'll still take the bull. I can still run How away. How about riding the bull? Oh, yeah, you, we didn't think about rodeo. A bull rider? Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, you, I, you I, think punt returners have a screw loose. I interviewed a, a woman once. She said uh, she, she said she weighed 107 pounds. She was a bull rider. And I'm telling you, she used to get tossed around like she was good. See, this is why we had to keep it a team sport because, I mean, you can find some individual yeah. random, right. you know, bull rider. Yeah, <laughs> screw that. Yeah, I'm with you. But team sports. I, I I think the hockey comparison is a good one because even if you're not the goal in goal, you uh, you're still going to get hit and hit hard. But see, with the punt return, you have to stand there. They know where you're going to be. In <laughs> hockey, I can evade. You know, yeah, but you I, can evade least... as a punt returner. No, you can. You have to catch the ball. Yeah, but you could you could you know you could you could what? They know exactly where you're going to be. You're not stationary. You're not a tackling yeah, dummy. But you are when you catch it. That ball's coming down in one place. 
You can't you can't joystick it like Tecmo See, Super Bowl and have it come down over here. It's coming down problem. one place. That's why I wouldn't be good at it. Well, one of the many reasons is that I would probably all, always let it bounce first. Yeah, get the <laughs> heck out coaches, of the way. And coaches hate that because you're going to give up probably another ten yards right there. Yeah. Let alone not turn it around into your favor, like Savon Scarver has done so many times to bring this back full circle. Yeah, that yeah. dude's got a lot of guts. Courage. Right, stay tuned. More next 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is DJ and PK. This comes from Ralph Amsdead. It says, I listen to way too much Pac-12 region sports radio, and there's a ton of personalities that I like. But David DJ James and PK Kinahan in Salt Lake, they are elite. So, boys and girls, we are elite. All right. So, boys, I'm elite. And my supporting cast, Jay Catch and David James, they're elite, too. I don't know how to put this. But I'm kind of a big deal. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 till 10 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Your home for the best college football coverage in Utah. This is your Cougars at 30 update on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Chicago update at 30 here on the big show on 97.5 and 1280. The zone quarterback race, of course, is a big deal down in Provo. Baylor Romney expects offense to pick up where it left off. I don't think that there's been much of a drop-off. I think that we've kind of taken things from, you know, what we learned last year and players who played last year and, you know, even kicked it up a notch in, in the learning process and, you know, just going forward. <laughs> this update brought to you by our friends at Omi. Finally, the way real estate should be full service, local agents, and you will save thousands. Homie, a better way to buy or sell. I've seen all good people turn their heads each day, so satisfied I'm on my way. I've seen all good people turn their heads each day, so satisfied I'm on my way. This is The Big Show with Jake Scott and Gordon Monson, presented by Big O Tires, with the lowest price on every tire every day, with no credit needed financing options available. Big O Tires, the team you trust. It's a big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Thank you very much for making us part of your day. BYU made national headlines today, Gordon. Uh, name, image, and likeness, a big deal, obviously, right now in college sports. And uh, Built Bar had a, uh, a, a big announcement today, Gordon, and I want to get your, your thoughts on this. Um, let's, let's hear from their uh, – this is one of their co-founders, right, uh, Austin? And CEO, uh, Nick Greer, who was on with uh, Hans and Scotty today. Let's give a listen of just a, a, a few minutes of what he had to say about their big announcement today. Holy cow, are you kidding me? These boys are absolutely incredible. Uh, we love the program. We love the opportunity with NIL and what it presents for these so many of these boys across the nation. And, uh, you know, we, we look at the underdogs, and those underdogs sometimes are those walk-ons. And uh, really when BYU and Bill were, were conversing, we thought, how do we make an impact? How do we make a change? Because that's what we're all about. And so uh, 
one thing led to the next, and here we are. It was exciting times, that's for sure, this morning. Well, Nick, if you hear this rapper, this is uh, Cherry Barcia in my hands. And as you know, I keep my body fueled with Bill Barr. I'm also a former BYU player. Is there any retroactive pay potential? No, I'm just... <laughs> okay. I, think, I think you had the scholarship, so I think we're good. Yeah. you're taken care of. No question about it, man. A great place to play football. So um, oh. talk, talk to us a little bit, Nick. Talk to us about how the partnership came together. Was was this something you had, had built and initiated with some players or how did this uh, get started? You know what? What uh, BYU and Kalani had created with Billy and Gary and the team with Built for Life years ago, you know, uh, a couple years back, you know, that's when it was born. And uh, it was interesting how it was called Built for Life. And even for years, Kalani talks about built, not born, and having that growth mindset. And I'm like, wow, this is this is not just serendipitous. It's not just by happen chance. This is somewhat divine. And we loved it. We loved what they stand for. And, you know, uh, when we sat down and we, we looked at different schools across the nation and we see the Florida has Gatorade, you know, Oregon has Nike. Well, now BYU has built. And, uh, and when Coach and I, we sat down and talked about this and with the players, we wanted to surprise the players a little bit, and what a, what a blessing that was. And to see their reactions today, oh, my gosh, I wish the two of you were there. It was priceless, absolutely priceless. And the joy in that room was it was better than Christmas morning. I like the fact that you specifically identified walk-on players because those guys are doing the same amount of work. They're running the same amount of sprints. They're lifting the same amount of weights, uh, but they don't get the same amount of benefits. And to be able to, and we, we played the video of you with the uh, young man and telling him that he's employee number one. Uh, from a personal standpoint, I got to imagine that was a great feeling for you. It was pretty cool. He was a man of little words. And he's sitting there like, what in the world is going on? And <laughs> this, this young man, you know, pays, you know, even double tuition. And what, when I heard his story and heard that his fight and his grit, and even as I believe his uncle said, he's changed since he's come on this campus. What is going on with him? I thought that's, that's what life's all about. That's what football's all about. That's what family's all about is it's not just building the one, but it's building all. And, uh, and so when we looked at all the walk-ons, you know, what was interesting was the fact that these, these young men, most of them don't even know who the walk-ons are because, to your point, the walk-ons try just as hard as everyone else, and they all think they're scholarship. And, uh, and so when they stood up, everyone's looking around like, well, who's a walk-on? You know, they may know a few, but that's what was priceless to see the joy in the players' eyes when they saw that, man, these young men are going to be taken care of. These are my warriors. These are the guys that I battle with every single day, and now they're going to be watched out for. I mean, that was they, – they cared more about others than they did themselves, and I believe that's the spirit of NIL of what it should be about, and that was pretty cool. All right, there you go, Gordon. Uh, built uh, built and Bill Barr, they're going to support the walk-ons and pay for their uh, – at BYU for the football team and pay for their tuition, and it's something they're very excited about, uh, obviously something BYU is very excited about. It's actually on ESPN.com, their front page. You know, I've seen a lot of the sports business people out there tweeting about it today, and it's it's something that uni- is unique. And um, <clears throat> Well, let me start this. I, I think – The compensation is also includes all members of the football team. Right. So, I mean – 
that means that the players uh, who are on scholarship also are getting some benefit of some sort. So I I think the I think the act and the motivation of this is noble. Okay, I'll leave it at that. It's noble. But you know, you this is I'll I'll let you describe where your concerns are. You will. You'll let yeah, me yeah, do yeah, it, yeah. huh? Yeah. Well, I, I I can tell you what I think that you would think. And that is that this should oh, run. Here, here, here's the thing. Okay, this is this is noble, and uh, I, the good folks have built. I know their hearts in the right place. So please don't take this right. as is is a You're criticism. You're speaking of the universally. But, not- so, the, so the philosophy be- behind getting this movement, so to speak, the philosophy of it was, and you've said it to me many times, athletes are being exploited because their value is not being compensated. Well, in the case of walk-ons. How much value were they creating? <laughs> how much? How much value? Uh, how much value are they creating for Built Bar? Other but than they're out there busting their homes. But but what? Okay. Other the, the the it's noble. The motivation is noble, but it doesn't fit within what's supposed to be the point of this. This this is what I was talking about. Just an excuse to pay, mm-hmm. and this is this is an excuse kind of to get a piece of BYU, not necessarily a piece of the players, because in this case they're compensating all of the players. Mm-hmm. That's why I thought that was important to so it doesn't include fit, everybody. It doesn't fit in the philosophy of what NIL was supposed to do, and in fact is exactly what I predicted, even though the outcome is noble. And, and again, I'm kind of dancing a line here because I don't— uh, Austin brought this up off the air, and he's right. I mean, think if you're a parent of a walk-on, how appreciative and all of this that you would be, and that's sure. that is true. So mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not trying to discount, but this is not what the, the concept of this whole thing was. This is what I think. If check me if I'm wrong on this, but I think your concern is, if let's say General Motors decides, uh, let's let's say that the the. <laughs> The CEO of General Motors is a Michigan alum, Mm -hmm. our big fan. And he decides he's going to issue a new car to every every player in the Michigan football program, including the walk-ons, but everybody. Right. And so so the next recruiting class, you go, hey, did you see that – did you see that brand new Chevy Volt the new running back got? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I was just trying to think of a Chevy car. Uh, uh, a Corvette. And, and, and then they can utilize that in recruiting, yeah. like you said. So then it becomes... See, the, the idea behind name, image, and likeness was Jimmer Fredette was creating so much value for BYU that he deserved a piece of the pie. That was the argument, right? You know, that they're generating all this revenue. Well, you, you know... This isn't rewarding one player for the revenue that he's generating. This is paying the whole team. Mm-hmm. But and that, could, that wasn't the principle of what we're supposed to be doing yeah, here. In fact, that argument. goes against what we're you, supposed you, to be you doing You could here. be making the argument that these guys uh, all contribute to the success of the team through practice and everything else. And so when the team is good and when it walks out on that field, the stadium is full because – that team is something special. So do they deserve a but, little something for that? But see, pay to play is supposed to be against the rules. <laughs> These players are getting paid no, they for, aren't. for no other reason 
that they then they play BYU Pay for football. play is if, if okay if you score five touchdowns today, then we're going to give you the Corvette. That's no, part of it. But this is not pay for play because they're getting scholarships paid for, not 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 exorbitant amounts of money on top of their. No, scholarship. they're getting cash to pay their scholarship. Well, they or no, they're getting ca- to, they're, they're getting cash to pay their tuition. The walk-ons are, but even the scholarship players are, are getting, getting cash. Something, yeah. Are we sure about that so, part? Well, I'll just read this yes, from no, the release. Yes, no, that's right. It's from the release. Everybody's getting something, Let's including see. the walk-ons who are getting their tuition covered, which they're not getting a scholarship. They're getting a check well, to cover their tuition. That's because NCAA rules say you can only have, what, 85 scholarships. Right. So that's the way around that is, well, we'll just pay for your tuition and not call it a scholarship. But they're not getting paid to play. These guys aren't ever going to play. But they're, they're walk-ons and, and triple backups. Exactly. So it's not pay to play, except for they're getting cash because they're getting they play their schooling football. paid for. Which you, Jake Scott, for seventy-five years have sat on this air and said that's what you're getting from the college experience anyway is an education. Right. Uh, the The outcome is noble. That's where we started here. That I listen. I it's noble from the beginning to the end. I well, admire. I admire them stepping up and paying for that. That a walk-on player who I also admire, by the way, gets a little bit of advantage. I, I honestly don't have a, an ethical problem with that. The, the 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 problem is, is this. This wasn't the idea of name, image, and likeness. That wasn't the point. The point was to compensate players who had earned some sort of theoretical revenue. Well, that's not the case in this situation. The and case so, is you're getting paid because you're a BYU football player. And so the there it opens the door for more kind of aggressive uh, application yes. of this. And, but and this that was my is not point. that. Like, I— I understand that, but but still, BYU could now say, "Hey, come to our program because you're going to get a benefit that that might not be available elsewhere." And you all of a sudden have get your school paid for. All of a sudden, you have thirty or forty more scholarships that you didn't have before, and that goes. If you want to talk about competitive fairness, that is all of a sudden not very competitive because you've got more scholarships than everybody else. But other because schools you, can also get because you, like yeah, but you found a because you found a way around it. I mean, those were your words. You found a way. This is this is a loophole. What's, what's the problem with that? What is the problem with these guys and gals in other sports who work their tails off also getting their schooling paid for? Right, but by that by that logic, what's you know you steal a loaf of bread to feed your starving family? Well, your starving family gets fed, but you still you still stole. No one's stealing anything here. But, They're being gifted the get the loaf of bread. But the the <laughs> your the the point is is the outcome does not justify the means. It sure does. They're getting an education. It, yeah, but, right. but but wait a minute, Austin. It's more than that. It says here, Bilt's individual multi-year NIL agreements with BYU players include compensation to all members of the team, including compensation to all walk-on players. Right. So everybody's getting a benefit yes. of some sort, even if they already... Have a so to Gordon's, where's the line? Like the yeah. cars or or Nike with Oregon. I mean, it, it, all of a sudden there's these things that that provide tremendous advantages because of the resources of private industry. So it becomes you can see abu- potential abuses here that would give one school a major advantage yeah. over well, another. Even though I agree with Austin, I've always that's been my position. You and I have argued about this forever, uh, but. I can see what your what your concerns are, depending upon how crazy it gets out there. It's built for BYU. Who's not to say it's? I don't know, Gordon. What's a diamond company? Zales. 
for New Mexico. Well, you know? Nick, Nick said Nike, Oregon, and, yeah. and all yeah. that. Yeah. And, and I, I'm not even blaming BYU for keeping up with the Joneses. I'm certainly not blaming Bilt. They can do whatever they want. But I'm just saying that this goes against the point of why this was made available. And people like me were saying this is going to be abused. And everybody said, no, it's not. It's just you're just uh, they're going to be signing autographs no, for five bucks no. a piece down People at the, didn't say the sporting that it would not store. be abused. They said it would be abused in some cases, but it's still overall a good thing. That's what they said. Jake. Five bucks a piece. That's all you can get, huh? That's what everybody had know. visioned. That's what everybody had in their mind was somebody sitting behind a card table with a stack of glossies signing <laughs> autographs to little kids for 10 bucks a pop. That's what everybody had in their mind. Like but, hands on remotes. But, yeah. the, but the truth is, is that I'm going to buy every player a Maserati if you come play at Texas A&M. Wow, really? That might change recruiting. <laughs> Situation. Well, I know Maseratis are a little beneath you, but it's still a nice car. <laughs> I have a nice car. <laughs> you see that? Some five, five-star quarterback sitting back. What do you got for me? Well, well I got a Maserati. Oh, yeah? Well, I got a Lamborghini over here. What? Where'd you get that Maserati? Well, I... I uh, signed a deal with the dollar store, and I show up there once a semester to pull the underwear out of my crack for five minutes, and then I leave, and they gave me this car. I I see your concerns, Jake, but I still like it. Well, in this case, like I said, the out, the out, there's some virtue there. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to navigate this new world, but, you know, built for BYU, and it's going to be something for another school, yeah. and it's going to be unfair. I got it. I'm, I'm working up a— a healthy appetite for a built bar all of a sudden. Oh, their birthday cake? Built bar? Come on. That's like a candy bar. I keep yeah. one in my bag if I had remembered my bag today. <laughs> <laughs> I always keep a built bar in the old bag. Do you really? Well, I do. Uh-huh. That's a good way to go. Yeah. Stay tuned. More next 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Angry. Wait, who are we kidding? Almost everything makes Austin upset. This is Austin's airing of grievances. The tradition begins with the airing of grievances. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It is time for Austin's List. Our executive producer, Austin Horton, has an enemies list. Someplace you do not want to find your name, but yet we put names on it all the time. Austin, who's making the list today? Uh, Wilhelm Shaven Friesland. What? He's my cousin. (laughs) It's a city. Oh. <laughs> in Germany, in say Deutschland. It, say it one more time. Wilhelm Scheiven Friesland. Mm. Am I close? <laughs> Will I would if American wise I would have said Wilhelm Schaven Friesland. What's going on there? Well, the police uh, have uh, opened an investigation into a nurse who uh, is ruining the vaccine. I saw this. Remember, this happened by accident oh, yeah. here. Months ago in Davis County, where somehow a saline vial was switched with the vaccine vials, and mm. luckily here it was caught, and everyone got the right dose. The a couple days later, well, this lady's been doing it on purpose. She's been filling dosages or uh, vial, or excuse me, syringes with saline water solution. What about like eight thousand doses? Nine thousand people have received. Essentially, placebo saline shots, thinking they are now being vaccinated against COVID, because this woman has a personal vendetta to prove that it's not working. This may be uh, this well, may be one of your best 
Well, it's not gonna work. If you don't use the vaccine! You know? You gotta use the vaccine, not the saline. You can't say, oh, the vaccines aren't gonna work and I'll prove how I'm not gonna give you the vaccine. No. Yeah, but she, well, didn't she think that people would think that they were vaccinated or something? And this, according that, to the which police, makes it so dangerous. According to the police, she has admitted that she was doing it on purpose because she doesn't. She wanted to prove that it doesn't. It's not going to work. So, so it uh, is a little backward, like you were saying. So this uh, Wilhelm Scheiven Friesland nurse, uh, whose name I'm not uh, finding. Uh, but she's she's going to go to jail, and she should. And as Jake said yesterday, those who go streaking at uh, local events, at, at public events, ought to just be Public publicly beaten, beaten yes, yeah. to deter this kind of action. This woman ought to have similar recompense for doing this. This yeah. is uh, considerably worse than it is. running out on the field. Because those 9,000 people could conceivably catch COVID and then die from it. Unbelievable. So. Unbelievable. Believe there's a certain trust that has to exist, and if someone is giving you saline solution instead of the protection you need and contact solution, essentially, am I the only person left on the planet that doesn't want to make decisions for other people that don't want that responsibility? Like, like here's a woman who thinks she's smarter than everybody else, so she's going to make this big decision (laughs) on their behalf. You know, am I, am I the only one that doesn't want to tell people what to do? You don't have or a God or complex? Make, or make decisions or do whatever? I don't know. I, Last I just, segment sounded like you wanted to make some decisions <laughs> for people. Okay, fair enough. But I just want to make my way in the world, right? You know? Uh, like, I got the jab. I felt like it was the best thing to do. I didn't, like, kidnap my neighbors and make sure they got it, too. Like, what do what we... What do we why do people feel like they need to make decisions? Like big decisions. Like this is a big decision, right? Big decisions for other people because they automatically well, know what's right. Well, if you flip it the other way to protect the, the public as a whole, it's probably not a bad idea. To kidnap neighbors and take no. them down to get jabbed? <laughs> exactly. No, I just. The exact opposite. But, but you're not governor. Or or president or or emperor or whatever is going on these days. You're like, she's why? A, why she's a nurse. She's a, a, like, what are you doing? Yeah, what gives you the right to make all these grand decisions for other people? Golly, well, just feel the fill the darn syringe and do your job. And if you, and this woman, I honestly, I hope she serves the hardest of time that is legally allowed. And think about it. Some of those people may have been compromised, medi- uh, right. health wise. And may be in real, real, real serious danger. Well, yeah, if you've been following the news, as I know you have, because we've talked about it, most people getting vaccinated want to be vaccinated. Yes, that's why they Right, Mm -hmm. so why make that decision for someone else? So there you go. Wilhelm Wilhelm Shaven Friesland, nurse on the list. Austin, I often tell you to find mercy for people and whatnot. (laughs) In this particular case, I can understand why uh, it's a deserving honor. Let's boil her in saline. <laughs> there you go. That wouldn't be good. Ow. Stay tuned. More Big Show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Wrapping up a big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. The movie zone is coming up next with Johnny Lightfoot and Austin Horton. Austin, uh, can you uh, give us uh, the poll question this week? Yeah, poll question. Name your favorite and least favorite, or a liked and disliked, Ryan Reynolds movie. He's got a new movie out called Free Guy. Uh, He plays a a guy named Guy 
who works in a bank and every day that bank gets robbed and on his way to work other calamities are happening all around him turns out he's living in a video game what so, all right that I'd, sounds i'd be i i i'm not entirely familiar with all of Ryan Reynolds catalog i've got to admit but van wilder has got to be my favorite really that's not shocking, but I that's my least favorite. And Deadpool has got to be my least favorite, but those are probably what? the only two Ryan Reynolds movies I've seen. I, I was probably in, exact opposite. I was incredibly disappointed with Deadpool. Why? I just didn't think it was that funny. Did you see Deadpool 2? Nope. Even better. Was it? Yeah. I don't know. I didn't like Deadpool 1, yeah, so I didn't I was, see Deadpool 2. I wasn't 2. a big fan either. I'm, I'm not a big Ryan Reynolds guy. What was the movie? Oh, he's that, my all-time what, favorite. What was the movie that you loved so much that I watched and I didn't like? Just Friends. Yeah, a lot of people seem to like that that show. I just didn't think it was funny. So we're talking about uh, that movie. Also, uh, Respect is out this week. The Aretha Franklin oh, nice. biopic starring Jennifer Hudson. All as right, Aretha, sign me up for that. That's coming you out like this that. week. Yep, comes out today. Sweet, or maybe tomorrow. Uh, and then uh, we're also talking about Don't Breathe Two. You might remember Don't Breathe. Uh, it was a it was a horror film where the man was blind, and so these people were trying to uh, get into his house and rob him, and they didn't know he was blind, and so is it, anyway. Now he's the good guy in Don't Breathe too. So hmm. uh, a stacked lineup at the theaters this weekend. What What was the Sandra Bullock movie where she was blind that inspired uh, all sorts of dumb she teenagers to uh, close their eyes on the freeway? It was, it was called The Bird Box. Right or just Bird Box? Yeah, and she blindfolded herself because if you saw the the uh, monster, it attacked you. Yeah. So didn't that inspire a bunch more on teenager teenagers to blindfold yes. themselves while driving? Yeah. Didn't that yeah. like injure well, many people? A girl up in Layton on the on the crossway up there did it and crashed the car. And, people you know, were even doing that in boats. I think. I just don't understand young people. This is my my old uh, you know. The Tide Pod. Thing. Let me let me <laughs> shake my fist at the sky. Yeah, the Tide Pod thing. That's the that's the number one example. And I realize that that is even ten years old now. But I mean, what kind of fad would inspire you to ingest a Tide Pod? Like, would you really do that to be cool? No. Like, hey, I'm going to show my friends how cool I am. I'm going to eat laundry detergent. <laughs> you couldn't make that up. It seems like I mean. an intelligent te- test to me. <laughs> it's, that seems like what Darwin had in mind. <laughs> You know, Darwin's sitting back there way back in the day. I don't even know what year that was. And he's like, you know what? I'm, I bet you some idiots are going to eat detergent one day. And I'm going to, this is what I'm talking, you know what? Although you would have thought. Those genes don't survive. You would have thought that would have been earlier on in the progression of uh, the theory of, <laughs> of like, uh, evolution. Well, I don't know if laundry detergent uh, existed way back then, Gordon. But yeah, <laughs> but, but probably, I mean, yeah, that, I get that your level point. of intelligence. Yeah, I get your point. Yeah, you'd think it would be Neanderthal. We, we would be past that by mm-hmm. now. Hey, kid, you want to be cool? Eat a Tide Pod. <laughs> Yummy. <laughs> All right, Gordo. Gordon, I'm sorry. Booner scolded me for that today. Excuse me. I don't mean to be disrespectful. Who's Booner? <clears throat> Ron. Mr. Ron Ronald Bruce, Bruce Boone, Boone yeah. uh, scolded nope, me for just that. Ron. Uh, just Ron Bruce Boone. You're right. It isn't Ronald. It is Ronald. Ron, it is? Ronald mm. himself said Ronald earlier oh, okay. today. So Ronald Bruce Boone. Uh, Gordon. Yes. Enjoy your evening, buddy. You too, Jake. I hope you have a wonderful time. You too. And uh, Austin will be busy uh, doing all. Movie zoning. The show, yeah. Coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.